0: The Old Testament lesson this morning comes from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Listen now for the word of the Lord. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills and all the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God
1: to think about the liturgical year and time a bit differently. Ever since that seminary class, this idea of time has journeyed with me, and it continues to intrigue me. Our scripture texts today remind us that time is a continuum, that the past, present, and future are not isolated, inactive events, Our scripture text and the liturgical calendar remind us that hope is not static or stagnant either. Hope moves us to believe in and trust in something so much bigger than ourselves. Hope moves us to move, to move throughout our lives in joy, peace, and love. So today, We enter into a new liturgical year, and we begin the liturgical season of Advent. Advent, a time of waiting, a time of hoping. As one commentator wrote, Advent calls us into a continuing history with the Christ who meets us whichever way we turn, whether toward the past, the present, or the future. Friends, when we reflect and remember moments of hope in the past, we are assured of God's purposes. When we are aware of and are mindful of moments of hope in the present, we feel God's presence and we then respond to God's call. When we dream and wonder about moments of hope in the future, we are encouraged to trust and believe in God's promises. So here we are, entering into a new season of Advent, a season of waiting, and a season of reflecting. Just as our scripture text today reflect on events of the past, we also can take time to reflect on moments of hope that we all have experienced in our own lives. When we reflect and see all that God has done for us, all that God has given to us, we have hope in God's purposes for us. From ancient prophets to contemporary believers, God hopes that we live into our calling, into our identity of God's beloved children so that wherever and whenever we may believe that we are loved by the one who created us, claims us, and calls us, we are then to remind others of their belovedness, too. Trusting in God's purposes for each of us and all of us, this Advent season and throughout the seasons of life, we wait and hope because we wait in memory. Now, these texts do not just remind us of a hope from the past or encourage us to look for a hope in the future. They also give us a word of hope for today. When we live in the present, we, as Carl Bart once said, live between the times. We live between the times of already and not yet, We live between the times of what has been done and what could be. We live in between the times of what is known and what is unknown. This idea of living between the times can sometimes be hard to accept. This idea of embracing mystery and uncertainty can be difficult, too. In a world in which answers are at our fingertips, for Google and Siri and Alexa are go-to sources of knowledge, wherever and whenever, wrapping our heads around the idea and believing in the truth that the day and hour that no one knows can seem a bit, well, overwhelming. So, church family, believe in this truth, in the in-between times, God says this to us, we are not expected to know everything, but we are expected to do something. That is exactly what this text in Matthew 24 is reminding us of, too. the scripture text tells us that we are to keep awake And that we must be ready. This text in Matthew 24 is prompting us to be ready to receive the instructions that we will later read in Matthew 25, telling us specifically and explicitly what we are called to do right here and right now. When we live as a people of hope, we must be ready to feed the hungry give drink to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, care for the sick, and visit the imprisoned. The opportunity to be ready to love and serve God's people is a gift, just as hope is a gift from God. Jan Richardson is an author, an artist, and an ordained minister. In my five months, can you believe it, five months of me being here at Riverside, many of you have already heard me share many pieces of her work. She has written numerous blessings reflecting on the seasons of the church and the seasons of life. And when reflecting on hope, Richardson embraces the whenever, wherever, here and now nature that hope has to offer us that we can then offer the world. She writes, So may we know the hope that is not just for some day, but for this day, here now, in this moment that opens to us. Hope not made of wishes, but of substance. Hope made of sinew and muscle and bone. Hope that has breath, and a beating heart, hope that will not keep quiet and be polite, hope that knows how to holler when it is called for, hope that knows how to sing when there seems little cause, hope that raises us from the dead, not someday, but this day, every day, again and again. And again. Again and again and again, we are encouraged, challenged, and inspired to love, serve, and care for God's beloved children. Again and again and again, we are encouraged, challenged, and inspired to trust and believe that we are the church reformed and always reforming according to the Word of God. Again and again and again, we are encouraged, challenged, and inspired to have faith rather than apathy and hope rather than anxiety. The season of Advent moves us from a place of reflecting and waiting to a place of hoping and daring anticipation for something that is far beyond ourselves. For God has done a new thing. God is doing a new thing. God will do a new thing. The church at Advent watches in order to notice where God is doing justice and peace and well-being. Wherever and whenever that happens, God's promises are on the move toward newness. It is for us to notice and receive with eagerness and joy. Lawrence Hall Stuckey was one of the authors and theologians we studied in that seminary class I referred to earlier. Stuckey, like myself and like Bart, was intrigued by the concept of time and the liturgical year in the life of the Church. His book titled, Calendar, Christ's Time for the Church, served as a foundation and backbone for our studies in that seminary course. Curious about the past, the present, and the future, in this book, he wrote this. The Christian story reaches back to the exodus of ancient Israel and before and stretches forward to the descent of a new heaven, a new earth, and beyond. Indeed, it can be said that Christians are called to assume a cruciform posture. Standing upright with feet firmly planted in the ground, we stretch out one arm to grasp our heritage and the other arm to lay hold of our hope. Standing thus, we assume the shape of our central symbol of faith—the cross. If either hand releases its grip, spiritual disaster threatens as the sign of the cross becomes misformed. In this powerful image, Stuckey beautifully expresses the importance of our role of holding the past, the present, and the future in relationship with one another. With this image and this understanding, Stuckey also argues that we are constantly living at the intersection of time and eternity. We just have to be awake and aware enough to realize it. As the title of Stuckey's book in this Matthew text suggests, We really don't have any control of time. That is up to God. But what is up to us is that we are to be ready to share joy to the suffering, peace to the anxious, love to the downtrodden, and hope to the fearful. Hope. It is what we are called to have and it is what we are called to give wherever and whenever. Friends, as we enter this new liturgical year today, may we remember God's promises, trusting that all hope is founded in God. May we be aware of the Spirit's presence and guidance, encouraging us to live lives of hope. May we be alert and ready to raise our voices in hope, saying, come, Lord Jesus, this day, and every day. May it be so. Amen.